Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Love Sit-Downs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. Armando and Kelsey with you today. Today, we're going to be touching base or be talking about some stuff that could be hindering or stopping your growth um, as far as your career goals, your own advancement, your own mental health. So things we want to leave behind are things that are hindering your growth. And we're going to be running through some of these that maybe you're doing, maybe you're doing in excess, maybe you're not doing at all, but there's going to be 10 of them. And hopefully your takeaway from this is this will give you the kick in the butt that you're maybe needing to stop this and really grow yourself like you should be growing. Yes. Number one. (laughs) excessive screen time this one's horrible so this isn't productive it isn't getting you any closer to your long-term goals time is better spent pouring into a passion or connecting with others versus spending time scrolling or binge watching shows well i do think that stuff is beneficial because i love armando and i love to walk sit down at night and just watch a show together but spending too much time is not good for our goals for our mental health any of that. I think so, the key word in it is excessive screen yeah. time. Excessive. Yeah. Excessive of anything isn't a oh, good yeah, thing. Oh yeah, definitely. So a question I can think of when we're talking about excessive screen time is what is excessive, right? I don't know. I mean, it, it really depends on you as a person when you feel like maybe you're spending way too much time. I mean, it could be 30 minutes for some. That's, that's an excessive amount of time. It could be a couple hours for some, you know? So it really depends. So finding what you feel is excessive is going to be the key takeaway for yourself. And I think it's important too, if you're somebody who's spending hours, don't think that you're going to go from spending hours to n- nothing at all or to 30 minutes. It's a progression. Wean yourself off of it. Bring awareness to it. Track how much time you're spending. Things like that to really just dial it back. And it's screen time, especially with anything, whether it's social media your uh, or anything that you're scrolling on your phone or watching on TV. It's an addiction. It's a form of addiction, right? And if you've never had any kind of addiction to anything, you probably don't know what those signs are. Like when you, like when I, when I think of when I was like watching a lot of Netflix and watching, I was really binging a show. I found myself wanting to watch that show on my phone every, every time that every opportunity that I had. So I was picking up the kids from school. I was like, Oh, I got 10 minutes. Let me put up the show real quick. Mm -hmm. Or I was waiting in the lobby at the doctor's office. I was like, Oh, let me put the show on real quick. That that's, that's an addiction, right? Because every, the free time that you want, that you have, you're using it on this particular um, situation that you're in. So if you find yourself really wanting to do that a lot, that's that's a that's a sign of addiction, mm-hmm. right? And it sucks. And it, and it, like any addiction, it's hard to break and you're going to have to wean yourself off of it and learn other things to fill your time with. Yeah, get some accountability, bring awareness and slowly dial back, I think is the secret. All right, the next one is neglect, neglecting relationships that mean something to you. It's one of those you won't know what you've got until it's gone, right? So you can't get more time back. Spend it with people you love. I think this one's a really tough one because sometimes you find yourself in a relationship that 
you've had for a long, long time, right? But you don't want to break the relationship because you've had it for a long time. But in the big scheme of things, in the reality of it, that relationship's not bringing you any more value. It's not filling your cup. It's not fulfilling you like it once was before. Maybe that's, maybe that's a sign that it's time to step away, give that relationship a break, and maybe go find something new to fill your time with. Find a new person that you can have a relationship. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a romantic relationship. This is just a relationship in general with a friend, with a girlfriend, with a boyfriend, right? Or somebody that you spend a lot of time with. Yeah, I think it's just important, you know, obviously our topic today is things to leave behind for growth. So if you're neglecting relationships that really mean something to you, those people that mean something to you are helping you grow. They're helping pour into you. So you want to be very intentional with your time. Spend your time with the right people, not the wrong people. If you leave situations with someone and you just don't feel good, you don't feel like your cup was filled, things like that, it's time to move on to something else and spend more time. Because here's the thing, something that the last few years has taught me, we spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And I think it's been really eye-opening because my grandpa talks about it all the time. He always says, man, I'm just so grateful you guys want to hang out with us. And I just keep thinking, I don't want, you know, obviously losing my parents has been a big eye-opener to a lot of things. And for me, it's been who I'm spending my time with and actually being intentional with spending time with them. And so it's been really a good lesson for me to learn so that I don't regret not spending more time with them because they only live like less than a mile from us now. But it's still, life can get really busy and it can get easy to just let time pass without pouring into those relationships of the people that you love and care for. Yeah, it's, I think it's really easy to find yourself in that situation where you don't spend time with those meaningful relationships because maybe it's your parents or grandparents or a good friend because they live nearby, right? I think that's a big one. Um, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I won't say a victim, but I'm, I'm cause for that too because my parents live in the same town as well. And even though they do, there's sometimes I go a couple of weeks without even seeing them. And I ran into this issue Well, this last weekend. I woke up in the morning and I was ready to go to the gym. And I was like, you know, I was going to reach out to my mom. I haven't seen her. I haven't talked to her for a while. And I ended up ditching the gym and spending the morning with my mom. And it was great. We went to the farmer's market. We had some coffee. We had great conversation. And it, that, to me, was way more valuable than go to the gym. The gym's mm-hmm. going to be there, right? It's, it's, it's some, that physical location is going to be there when my parents are not going, when my parents aren't anymore. So mm-hmm. taking the time just to do something like that is super valuable and it's going to be more meaningful for you and more fulfilling for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Number three, stop dwelling on mistakes you once made. Learn from them, figure out where the miss was and move on. Focus on what you can do now and going forward. How many times can we beat ourselves up about something before we think it's magically going to change the future? One million and four times. Yeah. It's not going to change the future. So learn from it, make a plan and move on. Let that shit go. As hard as it is. As hard as it is. Because it's going to hold you back from any growth that you have. Because if you're spending your time thinking about how much you are so upset with yourself that you messed up, that you're not where you want to be, all of these things... That isn't getting you any closer. That's not actually being productive. 
that's dwelling on the past. You can't change the past, but to change the future, you can make a plan for the future. So your time is better spent working on that versus dwelling on the past. So when we're talking about growth, that's where you want to devote that time. Yes. And the next one, so the next one we have here kind of goes hand in hand with the one that we just talked about now. So it's neglecting self-improvement. I think a lot of the times we focus on everybody else, especially as a parent, you're focusing on your kids, right? You're focusing a lot of your attention goes there to help them be successful. And we put ourselves on the back burner and don't take care of ourselves either physically, mentally, emotionally. And that's holding us back because now we can't, because we've spent so much energy on our children or other relationships, we're not taking the, the steps that we need to take to help ourselves, right? To grow ourselves, to, to, get, to get that promotion, to start that business to take the next step in your health and fitness journey. You know, there's a lot of things that we put on the back burner because we're giving it to so many other people. Yeah. It's, and it's hard because I mean, it's just easier to neglect us and let ourselves down versus other people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So you just have to be extra intentional about it. And like something else too is, you know, I was talking with a girlfriend the other day and she said, but are you taking care of you? And I was like, no. And she was like, that's part of the problem. You have to take care of you. And I'm like, gosh, I know this. I know this. You're not telling and, me new and, information. And most of us, if you're listening to this, you probably know it too, right? You're mm-hmm. probably one of those people. You're listening to this because you're looking to better yourself. And this is one of those things that you do to better yourself. But in reality, there's so much more that we can be doing for ourselves. Okay. Your fifth habit to give up for growth, seeking validation from others. So focus on building (laughs) self-confidence and learning to trust your instincts. How many times do we hold back from doing something because we don't feel confident? But how many amazing things would we not have if somebody wouldn't have taken the risk and just done it and gone for it? You know, you can't just always look for validation from others, look to get answers from others. Everybody starts somewhere. But the biggest thing is you got to start. You got to do it. You got to have that confidence in yourself. Sometimes you learn as you go and that's also okay. But take the step, take the leap. Don't seek or wait for validation from others to take, to make moves. Yeah. I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but the way to build confidence, I know that's a huge one for people is like, how do I build my confidence? How do I build my confidence? That's a question you ask yourself. You ask others, you probably do research on the way that you start building confidence is, is keeping those promises to yourself. If you say you're going to do something for yourself, you need to follow through and do it. When you show yourself that you can do something, even as, as small, a little thing that it is, you build that confidence and that helps you. So you don't have to look for that validation in others because you're the only validation that you need. You're the only one that needs to know that you can do something. Yeah. Um, the next one is not embracing change, right? Change sucks. Not, it can be saying, hard. Can, Sometimes change is for the better, but change can be hard because it's the unknown. It's just the scariness mm-hmm. of the unknown. We get very comfortable where we are, even if it's like, even if I'm miserable where I am, it's a misery I know I can put up with because I'm already putting up with it. But you don't know how it'll look on the other side of that change. And the fear is always, it could be worse. Yeah. And I don't know if I can handle that. And so we get stuck in the uncomfortable comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes change so hard. But instead of asking, but what if it's worse? Ask, but what if it's the best thing that could have ever happened? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can probably say most of us 
um, we probably worked a job that we absolutely hated at some point in our lives, whether mm-hmm. it was when you were a teenager and you were working at a fast food restaurant or working when, or working with a family member or some, you know, there was something probably that you absolutely did not like, but you still kept on doing it because it was easier to stay at that job than it was to go look for a new job and go through the interview process and apply and put in that effort. So you continue to do that. That's kind of what that, this embracing the changes is, you know how much this job sucks and you continue to do it. Because it's easier just to stay there and just put up with it because you know what it is versus go somewhere new and not know what you're going to be confronted with. Mm -hmm. Change is tough, but it can also lead to just better opportunities and better education and better growth and more money and all the things. But it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. There's so many benefits in change, though. If you... If you've ever made a big change in your life, whether it's a career change, you moved to a different city, um, you started doing something that you never thought you would ever do, I promise that you've probably grown so much and you've learned so much through that process that it's built that confidence to do those bigger things that you never thought you could do. Yeah. The next one, not making your mental health a priority. Look, I don't know about you, but I'm working towards a financially free and fun-filled retirement, not a bedridden or hospital-bound one. So making your health a priority. Did I say mental health? You said mental health. Okay. I'm sorry, you guys. Making your health a priority. Clearly Clearly mental health health is a top hot topic for me right now. But making your health a priority is so important because you only get one body. Obviously, coming from a health and fitness coach, you guys, you guys have already heard me rant and rave about this. But I I want to enjoy my later years. I want to, you know, I don't want to worry about, oh, I can't, you know, like we talked about this on another episode. We went on a trip recently. We did two weeks in Italy in May. And we watched a woman who she was like, oh, I can't go up there and do that because I can't walk that far. I can't walk up that hill. And I'm like, that sucks that you have to plan your trip around your, not disabilities. Physical limitations. Yeah, your limitations. That sucks. I don't want to have to do that. I want to be able to take trips, not worry about that kind of stuff. You know, even we were talking at work about doing something and one of my coworkers was like, oh, I, I wouldn't be able to, I'll never be able to do that because I'm too overweight. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I hadn't really thought of that, but it's like, that sucks that your life is limited. Your life, your joy, your experiences are limited because of your health. I never want to be in that situation ever ever, ever. I want to enjoy retirement. I want to not have, because even think of somebody, you know, that's been sick and the toll that it's taken on not just that person, but also the family. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. And health is one of those things you don't realize how valuable it is till you don't have it usually. And that's, what's unfortunate, you know? And so for me, I'm not going to let it get to that point and neither should you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is living beyond your means. I feel like this is a hot topic, especially with how our economy is going right now. I mean, the cost of groceries, the cost of food, all the cost of the stuff, even if you weren't living above your means before, now this is pushing you to rethink your finances, right? Maybe this is pushing you to step back on some certain things, not going, not splurging on dinner or not splurging on something that you used to before. But 
the thing is that when we're younger, it's hard to think of our future, but do you really think of the designer bags or big flashy things that will make you, that will matter when you are stressed about being in debt? I mean, some of those things, I mean, they're, they're, they're very cool. Like right now our, our youngest is kind of getting into the stage of where he's trying to figure himself out as far as what he's going to dress like, what he's going to look like. And a lot of his friends have these expensive jeans, expensive shoes, expensive belts and stuff. And I'm like, and that's what he wants. And I get it. Like, you know, you, you, you want that stuff when you're young, you don't think about it. It's just one of those things that you want. And as you get older, maybe that changes a little bit where you're like, I don't need a $400 belt. I'd rather have gas in my tank. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I'd rather have a nicer house or have a, have clothes that are going to last me as long as possible. Your mind changes so much. And, uh, if you continue to live that lifestyle, because if you continue to live that lifestyle, you want more expensive things, but your income's not changing. That's when you're going to get into that situation where you're living above your means, when you're not able to completely finance those, gosh, what is it called? The, the lifestyle that you want to have, but your income says not today, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living outside your means. It's just so stressful. And to me, that stress, I don't know. I also grew up in a house where my family really struggled with finances and I always swore I will not be that person. I will not have that be, you know, even you look at statistics and finances are one of the leading causes of divorce. Mm -hmm. And if you think of going through a divorce, going through a divorce is so life-changing and not something, you know, nobody gets married thinking, oh, gonna divorce this one, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, be proactive and finding ways to make your life easier. And that comes with sometimes the sacrifice of instead of the $400 belt, you use the $20 belt that still holds up your pants the same. That's funny. The belt that I'm wearing right now, I've probably had for the last 15 years. And it's not even straight when I lay it out flat. I it's know. like all curved. It's hella curved in the back. Because <laughs> my badunkadunk. <laughs> no, it's not. Trust me, it's not from that. <laughs> but it's like, it just comes down to how bad, you know, how bad do you want those things? For some people, maybe they're not that stressed. Maybe they just ignore their finances and they're like, oh, not that stressed. I'll worry about like, it later. Yeah, I'll worry about it later. But I really love this bag or mm-hmm. whatever. I am not that way. I am not that way. I absolutely hate having debt. My grandparents just got a new car and I've been like, I was like you're, looking you're at stressed it. stressed for them. And I was like, no, but I was like, oh, I want a new car, you know, because it's like something nice and new and shiny and all yeah. the space they have. And I'm thinking of like the gas they're going to save. And I'm like, oh, then I could take the dogs places. Like all of these things are running through my head. But as soon as I think, I know how much their payment is. As soon as I think of that, I'm like, mm, nope, never mind. Don't, don't want it. it. Don't, don't want it. it. We haven't had a car payment in so long that I just, I don't. It's been actually a really long time since we've Probably had. Probably four years, five Four or years? five years. Five yeah. years since yeah. we've had a car payment. So it's nice. I'm like, no, thank you. Okay. The next one, excessive partying. Your health, bank account, anxiety, and everything in between will thank you. We actually, that's actually funny that this is on here as one because we went to a party this weekend for the first time in a long time and I paid my price. I was very hungover. <laughs> but again, that 
that word that's thrown in here is excessive, right? Mm-hmm. So again, you got to figure we're out. We're not what... excessive partiers because your wife can't stay up. We were both. It was so funny. We were both together at the party. And at one point we were over by the food. Big shocker. I know everybody's shocked by that. We were eating some of this dip and both of us were like so tired. And we were like, should we just catch an Uber home? By ourselves mm-hmm. and go to bed because we are not used to staying out late so we are definitely not made for that party life anymore but socializing is important but just make sure you're able to do it in ways other other than partying and drinking and everything like that because yes it's important but there's other ways that you can socialize with people because excessive partying just isn't good for your mental health you know the money it costs all the things your tummy yeah your tummy because i felt like <laughs> trash yesterday it was just such a reminder i was the Yuck. only one that was sick too yeah all right and the last one is procrastinating right oh, i know a lot of people are like oh, fuck yeah yeah Me so again. this is this is something that's holding you back is procrastinating right so embrace discipline and time management to make the most of your days this is tough procrastinating takes practice it takes a lot of practice it takes it a lot of discipline procrastinate Nating doesn't take practice, but not no, procrastinating. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I meant. Like being efficient, being good with your time takes practice. It takes time and you've got to be disciplined and you have to follow through again with the commitments that you set for yourself. If you can't follow through with those, how are you going to follow through with the commitments you give to other people, right? That's where that confidence comes up again. If you want to be better, if you want to be a better version of yourself, if you want to live a better life, not procrastinating is going to be, I think, a big key part of it. Um, it sucks. Procrastinating sucks. It, it gives you unneeded stress and anxiety when that time frame comes to be where you need to be, to have what you need to be, mm-hmm. have done. You know, it, it's just all around not good. And it's something that we can all get better at. My anxiety doesn't like for me to procrastinate. It says, fuck no, bitch. It says, no, gracias. No, it says, don't do that to <laughs> No, us. thank you. But that's all we have for you today, guys. We hope that you've enjoyed this. These are just some quick tips, some some things that you can uh, get not, rid of. not apply, but you can get rid of and not implement anymore. Maybe implement some of them, but not the not the not in the negative way, right? So you know what I mean. Just don't end. Just don't do it. Just stop it. All right, guys. That is all we have for you today. We hope that you've enjoyed this, and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings, in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondoferius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.